Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We're here today with Marco Romero. He's the CEO of Euro Manganese. How are you, Marco? I'm well happy to be in London. Yeah, you're over here sort of talking to a few people. Yeah, we, uh, we were hosting a site visit this week and uh, took the opportunity to come and uh, improve or increase our profile as that, well. Is that mainly institutional or is it a mixture of retail? Yeah, it's been a mixture of people, been lar- largely institutional investors. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Well, look, before we kind of get stuck into all the questions, give us a one minute overview for people new to this story. Yeah, our company is working on the development of a new major and globally significant source of high purity manganese products in Europe, in the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. We have been working for four and a half years and are now in the process of uh, putting together a feasibility study. Uh, we're in the late stages of preparing our environmental impact assessments uh, for the project and filing for permits. And we are getting ready to also build a demonstration plan so that we can begin delivering products which are largely intended for the lithium-ion battery industry, for NMC cathodes. Fantastic. Now, we hear a lot of EV stories, a lot of EV stories, but yours is the first manganese product story that we've heard, which surprises me because it's it's a very uh, large component of the battery story, isn't it? It is. It depends on the battery formulation. Some have more, some have less. But yes, it is a critical component yeah. of modern lithium-ion batteries. Virtually every uh, Western auto brand that you can think of mm. uh, uh, has manganese in its batteries. Yeah. But it is the forgotten battery material. It seems it's to the be. one that not too many people have paid attention to, largely because they've been used to getting uh, their supply from China, which has been increasing production over time. and and taken a very, very large market share. Now, here's the bit I like about your story. It's a battery, it's an EV story, but you're not a mining story. <laughs> you're a tailings recovery story, which I like, because it doesn't have the mining risk, which is great. The green credentials are there, which not all battery stories, and not all companies come in and tell, talk battery stories have. So I think that's fantastic. So can you just give us a little overview of how you came to this project? And you know, you know, maybe start about you know why Czech Republic. Well, Czech Republic is a country where I've worked uh, on and off and for quite many years. And uh, somebody that we know well in the country one day said, uh, "There's a deposit that you should look at that's been forgotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are waste from an old mining operation, mm-hmm. tailings." And we uh, we looked at it uh, at first, you know not quite sure what we were looking at and over time woke up to um, the fact that this is a very significant, in fact, globally significant project. Mm. And in fact, it's Europe's largest manganese deposit by far. Uh, And on top of that, it is uh, hosted, the manganese is hosted in minerals that are very easy to process. Uh, Types of minerals are quite rare Mm. in, in, in the world. Okay, so let's talk about what you've got and what you think you're going to be capable of doing with, well, I'm not quite sure, sure of the size of the, uh, the what do you call it, what would you, what you call it, T- tailings reserves? Tailings deposit. Deposits, yeah, okay. A man-made so deposit. Talk, talk about the kind of de-risking component to that. 
The Kvalitice manganese tailings uh, are Europe's largest manganese deposit by far. Uh, they contain manganese carbonate, which is a very easy to process uh, mineral. Uh, it's a rare mineral. Very mm. few, very, very few manganese deposits in the world are made up of these carbonates. Mm. And the fact that they have already been mined, crushed, milled, reduces the environmental footprint of the project and reduces call it the permitting risks that come with these projects. Mm. It is not easy in Europe where the population density is, is quite, quite high uh, to have people accept a big mining operation in close proximity. Mm. So the fact that we don't have to mine, we don't have to blast, you know, all mm. those things uh, help us tremendously there and, and, and we've seen it yeah. from the relationship we've developed with local communities. But it also helps to very much reduce that environmental footprint of the project. Mm. The fact that we are reprocessing tailings uh, gives us an extraordinary ability to deliver low environmental impact products to our customers. And that has attracted considerable attention. Mm. Uh, we, th that is by, by accident. But on top of that, we are designing the process to standards that have never been seen before, largely because we need to operate and receive operating permits within the Czech Republic and the mm. European Union, which is very demanding environmental standards. So that gives a customer uh, you know, assured provenance they, right. that they, 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 they can rely on the you know, the environmental footprint, and it's something that is very important these days. Well, absolutely, given the space that you're in, I think it's, do it's yeah. doubly important um, to have those sorts of considerations in place. It, but when you say, ne when I hear the phrase never done before, I always get, always get a bit nervous because it means, does that mean you are breaking new ground? Because breaking new ground sometimes means things fall over. The technology we're using is completely conventional. Okay, great. It, it's just that the environmental standards that are applied okay. to the process, to the, to, to the way it's designed, to the way it, it needs to be operated, uh, haven't been seen because the jurisdictions in which these projects tend to exist have completely different environmental right. standards, expectations, waste management standards, reclamation standards. Okay. So we're held to a very high standard, but we welcome that, and so do the customers. Well, yeah, I, I, I bet. Um, so conventional to me says the costs are known, process is known, yeah. and people, are, you know, they're, they're following a well-trodden path. That's correct. Okay. Uh, we're talking about technology that was developed largely in the 1940s hmm. and has been you know, used all over uh, to, to produce these products. But you come up with your, with your own flow sheets to try and work out how it's the best or maximize the economics for these particular these Yeah, particular the, 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 okay. the, each deposit has individual characteristics. It has impurity contents. It has whatever it may be, the physical characteristics mm. of the material, the mineralogy. Mm. So the, the flow sheet, the process gets adapted right. for, for an individual deposit, but the metallurgical performance of these processes is well understood, the limitations. So we're working within technologies that are that are understood and you know and, and there's a lot of experience with them. Okay. So you, you you've been through a PEA, um, which is great. You're in the middle of a, a feasibility study process at the moment and you've mentioned the EIA is is coming down the line at the appropriate time. So can you give us an indication of the sorts of numbers that you're hoping to achieve, you know, any sorts of numbers associated with this? Yeah. Because you're talking about high, pu high purity manganese here, aren't you? 
We're talking about extremely high purity products. In fact, I like to refer to them as pharmaceutical grade products. Right. Uh, or mean? some. It, it means lack of deleterious impurities uh, that can affect the performance mm -hmm. of these batteries that these products are intended for. Yeah. And in a time where now the automotive industry is pushing yeah. uh, for greater safety, greater performance, cycle life, uh, chargeability, all these things that, 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 that allow the customer to have a better experience and a safer experience, mm. uh, the purity of these materials becomes critical. Okay. And that's certainly what we've learned from our dialogue with customers. And you charge a premium for that? We're, we're not. We're not assuming any premiums or anything like that. Of course, we all want them. We, wa we want to be rewarded. But why spend rewarded. money doing it if you're not going to get a premium? Well, one is we need to get into the market. We need okay. to, 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 to gain acceptance, market share, and the best place to compete is with quality and service. Uh, we can also compete as well by providing a product that is greener, sustainably produced. Hmm. And I can't think of a better way of doing this than by reprocessing waste uh, like we are proposing to do so. For sure. Okay, so uh, let's just, again, just remind ourselves what your business model is here. You know, can you quickly articulate what, is, what was the plan day one? You, you've obviously, we're talking about manganese products. We get it. Yeah. And you're in the Czech Republic. I get it. And there's this huge EV revolution. But where do you see yourself sitting within that thematic? And you know, and how do you you know get that support? Because at some point you're going to need to go and raise a lot of money, right? So, wh where are you positioning yourself? Look, our, our model is simple. Uh, we want to de-risk this project and make it actionable, executable. Mm -hmm. We want to position ourselves to deliver what the customer wants. And you yeah. know what they want. We've got a very good sense of what they want by now. We we we, we there's been enough dialogue here over the last. 18 months or so, um, to give us an understanding of what the market wants and what the market needs. Mm. And a lot of it revolves around security of supply, quality of supply, and environmental footprint of the project. Of course, cost matters, mm. uh, but this is a, a material that represents, in some cases, less than 1% of the cost of the battery. Right, yeah. So it's not that that, that that is, I mean, that is important always. Everybody's cost conscious. But we are very much focused on delivering quality reliably in a green way. Okay. Okay. So that's the plan. Yeah. So now I want to go down and break down what are those deliverables? What are those? What's that process that you're back where you've, you're well underway? But yeah. where are you now? What have you got to do? Because we, you know you talk about a demonstration plant uh, is, is yeah. in, in the presentation as being one of the next steps. But maybe there's a few things before then too. Over the last four and a, f and a half years, this project has progressed systematically through a series of studies, investigations, first of all, to help us understand the resource. That was the first thing we needed to do. So what we did is we sampled, drilled, mm -hmm. we used a lot of very sophisticated drilling technology mm. to qualify, quantify the entire resource. That was fundamental. Mm. Uh, and what we have today is uh, a resource uh, where 98% of the, of the material is classified as measured, which is the highest mm. level of certainty, if you want, of, of, of precision in terms of resource estimation, both under 
Canadian NI43-101 standards and Australian JORC 2012 standards. Uh, that was the first one. That is the foundation. It's easy. It's sitting above surface. You sh it's easy to work out, yeah. surely. Yes and no. Right. Tailings deposit can, deposits can be challenging. Why? Uh, largely because of something known as Gies rule. Gies rule effectively says that the, the, the reliability of your sample is indirectly proportional to the size of the particles of your ore minerals. In other okay. words, if you have big nuggets, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, if big nuggets, so. you're going to have a very hard time evaluating, estimating the resource yeah. because the sampling accuracy be, can be really, really, be really hard. Yeah. In this particular deposit, we have very fine particles mm -hmm. and they're extremely well homogenized and distributed throughout the deposit laterally, you know, up and down. So presumably you've got lots of data on, you've got <sighs> what, three or four tailings pumps, three? There are three tailing so, piles, yeah, right, yeah, okay. yeah. And they're fully drilled off. There is no more drilling required. Okay. Uh, we now have a resource that in a feasibility study should turn into a reserve. Okay. And uh, there are very nice features of this resource uh, in that there is very little variability, great right. variability, metallurgical performance variability. Great with feeding it, it into the plant. You know, exactly. Okay. We, we can have a very consistent feed. In fact, okay. that is a critical aspect of a good uh, process that's reliable, is being able to provide consistent feed. So we, we, we have a very good understanding of the resource, the ore minerals, and how they perform metallurgically. Okay. We've done Good. hundreds, literally hundreds, Good. of tests on the on the ore. We even built a pilot plant. Well, tell me, tell me about that. So that is to prove to yourselves that it, it, it works because you go pilot plant, demonstration plant, and then full, full blown thing. So what did the pilot plant tell you? The pilot plant told us that we are capable of turning this specific uh, ore, if you want, yeah into extraordinary quality products right. and in a competitive way and in a very good, uh, sustainable way, we believe. Uh, and it gave us confidence that the process flow sheet that has been developed for this process right. is robust and uh, not finicky. It's, 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 a, it's, okay. it's quite a, a, a robust, predictable flow sheet. Right. So that's, that's the large part of what the, the, the pilot plant did for us. And it allowed us to, to produce samples that we could then you know, offer to customers. We did a, you know, a lot of work on that and begin the dialogue uh, okay. to take it to the so next level. So it's giving level. you permission to talk to people and treat you seriously, but you're still going to now get into a demonstration plant phase. So it, that's what I mean, but it's, it's like permission rather than actually let's produce enough here for you to... I wouldn't Test. quite call it permission. Um, it gave us the opportunity to, to right. really engage um, on you know, the basis of an actual product produced sure. uh, from our tailings uh, in a flow sheet, which is the one we intend to use uh, for the main plant. The demonstration plant is a completely different animal. Mm. This is now a scaled up version of the pilot plant, and it's really intended to produce bulk samples, multi-ton samples that are then made available right. to customers. So just around here, that's the phase you're now entering into. So Correct. This isn't built yet, but you've, you know what you've got to do, you yeah, know the, the costs. The plant is fully designed now, it's completely actionable. Right. Um, you know, it, it's ready so to go, we signed the contracts. You have signed the contracts for an yeah, EPC. Yeah. yeah. I saw, okay, that's fantastic. Yeah. And who's that with? Uh, we call the group CRIM, uh, Changsha <laughs> Research Institute of Mining and Metallurgy. They are essentially the 
research and development arm of China Min Metals, okay. which is a, a, a global, one, a very one of the largest mining companies in the world, mm. um, and a very big player in battery materials, new energy, uh, manganese. A lot of experience, huge uh, team, uh, very much focused on manganese and other. Metals, okay, so well. obviously they, that's great for them. You, you're promising to pay them some money to build a demonstration plant. What yeah. are they hoping to get out of this? Build the, the main yeah. plant? When that comes the, along? The, the work is being done on an arm's length basis. They have no, no, no stake in the project. Right. Uh, we are paying for their services because yep. they provide external services. They have an entire R&D group that, that is really focused largely internally but also provides external services. And we've had the, 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 the good fortune to be able to engage them and with all that depth of actual experience that they have. Right, so people get excited and talk about Chinese and China a lot, obviously, because uh, that's where a lot of, there's a lot of money there. So is, you're paying them, but is, is, is part of this to access the Chinese market, or are you entirely focused on Europe? What we've come to do is to work with some of the best scientific minds in the world uh, in the processing of manganese. We, mm. we really have access, know-how, technology, uh, and our intent is to take that relationship to the point where Chinese experienced companies would ultimately build this project uh, right. with us, for us. Because right. uh, there's nobody in the world that has built one of these plants uh, since 1974 other than Chinese uh, companies. They have developed all the experience, all the know-how, the practical mm. know-how. Um, notwithstanding the fact we are talking about conventional technologies, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of, uh, of detail that can be lost sometimes in theory. Mm. Um, troubleshooting experience, uh, adaptation experience. Okay, let, let, let's move on. Um, I want to understand what you're going to get from the demonstration plant. You, you mentioned, I think, there the ability to produce larger samples for potential buyers to test. You know whether or not mm -hmm. you, what you produce is right for them. Uh, it's kind of like so. I guess you'll be entering some sort of test phase uh, or building of relationships with buyers as a result. <laughs> but maybe give me in your words. The demonstration plant will serve a number of purposes. Mm -hmm. The principal one is to produce large bulk samples for testing and qualification. The qualification process is a very important step that many people take for granted. It's where your products are effectively confirmed to be acceptable for a certain supply chain, ultimately right. leading to, to an automobile right. in, 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 our, in this case. And where their technical uh, characteristics are, are verified, mm -hmm. where the process is also audited essentially mm -hmm. um, for many aspects. For one, for reliability, uh, for uh, environmental footprint is another big one. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that is part of a f effectively a, a due diligence process that, that, that goes far beyond just the product itself. How long does that process take? That process can take a very long time. In fact, it never ends. It, it begins with that first sample that somebody tests and, and the specification sheet that they, they, they look at and uh, a description of the process and a description of the environmental footprint. And uh, it continues right through production right. when okay. there are Let me ask you another way. I've got to ask you another way because we've got investors on here trying to get a sense of what the size of the opportunity is here. So if I come back 
some numbers you've got in the presentation, which we'll put a link up to on the video now. Um, the demonstration plant is two and a half million bucks plus 1.5 million bucks to install. So you've got four million bucks plus over one million run rates on that. Yeah. Do you, do you build a, complete, a completely new plant going forward or do you just bolt on and build the demonstration plant? How does it work? The demonstration plant is intended to deliver bulk samples to customers for testing and qualification. Right. Qualification process is extremely important. It allows our products to be essentially approved for use in certain supply chains, automotive supply chains. And it continues throughout. It never ends this process. Mm. The demonstration plant is a scaled down version of the main plant that we intend to use. Right. Um, it is an interim step. Uh, in getting to the plant. The, the main plant is a completely new, much larger facility. A completely separate entity. You, you build from the ground up. You're not Absolutely. going to use any component from the no. demonstration plant. Okay. No, no. So that's four million bucks sunk cost in the demonstration plant. Correct. Plus whatever running costs. Correct. Uh, we estimate about a million dollars a year to run it. Got it. The demonstration plant also becomes a testing ground. It allows us to look at alternative uh, process steps. It allows us to uh, tweak, to optimize, test new opportunities, technical opportunities as well. So it becomes a bit of an R&D facility as well okay. in the process. So would that continue to run separately yes. whilst the main plant's built? Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Okay. And, and, and finally, the demonstration plant is a training ground for operators. You have to remember that we're, we're, we've got to create a brand new workforce uh, to, to run the main plant Mm. And we're going to be largely using people who have never done this before because virtually nobody else uh, outside of China is doing this yeah. today. Okay. So, so we, 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 it's a great training ground and uh, it, it, it creates the ability to provide capacity and comfort with the various units um, of this process flow sheet. No, I get that. that. That makes total sense. And we'll come back to the kind of the, some numbers in a second. But um, moving forward, you're going to need to build the main plant. CapEx and indicated numbers are what? Capital cost uh, estimates for the main plant in our in our PA were about $400 million. Okay. It's uh, designed to produce about 50,000 tons mm -hmm. of manganese contained in different products uh, for about 25 years. Um, we put together a preliminary economics, uh, got a fairly good uh, rate of return, about a little over 22% return after mm -hmm. tax, uh, 593 million uh, and net present value at 10% discount. Okay, so it's, it's a very large project. It is a large project. Okay, so, and a large amount of money needed to be uh, raised. The numbers look solid, and I guess yeah. you'll know more. P PA, there's always a bit of variance. You'll know once the feasibility is uh, complete, a bit more about those numbers, yeah. when's that due to be finished? Well, first of all, let me just state the PEA we did is an extraordinary PEA right. uh, in the sense that we had actually done a pre-feasibility study based on, on, on Chinese standards. Uh, we'd okay. already gone through the, the, the earlier scoping exercise and the amount of test work we did is absolutely extraordinary. It's millions of dollars of work that we did there mm -hmm. to get to that pilot plant and beyond. Mm -hmm. uh, but we ended up calling it a PEA once we, we, we converted it to, to standards, it was largely due to the, the status of the resource at that time. Uh, we intended at first to turn it into a pre-feasibility study, but we realized, hey, this project looks really good, Can and we went straight, okay. straight to feasibility study. Okay. 
you just made me think that, so you've spent millions to date on that, that process. How yeah. much have you spent to date overall? You've been out there a while. Yeah, we've, in four and a half years, we've invested about $20 million into this project. Okay. Everything from resource estimation to environmental baseline studies, engineering, metallurgical testing, pilot plant runs, mm. the PEA, and on and on and on. So what's your market cap today? $26 million market cap. Okay, not bad. Um, got, so you, give, me, give me a sense of um, what you think you're going to need to do with regards to raising capital, because you've got to build this demonstration plant. There's four, possibly five million bucks right there, okay? And you've got GNA, and you've got overhead, which again we'll talk to you, talk about in, in a moment. So, are you are you in town talking to institutional investors about that, or is it just a that's yeah. it's a non-deal roadshow? Don't it's tell me. A, we are we are here to raise awareness to okay. uh, about to the company end? to the end that we want people to understand what we are worth. Obviously, uh, you know, sure. we, we the visibility that, that that we can gain helps us educate investors. Uh, so they can make more informed decisions. Sure. And in, in our but particular case, our group, yes, we are, we are we're highly connected to equity capital markets, right. um, and this project will require significant sums of money over time. No, I'm talking about short term. What are you, how are you going to get the money for the um, demonstration plant? Our group has built very successful companies over time. Mm -hmm. uh, we've raised, God, I can't even think, it's in the billions of dollars of capital mm -hmm. over time. Mm -hmm. Um, what we are doing is very systematically working our sure. way through the de-risking of this project, yep. um, step by step, and the same goes with the investments. Step by step, we're we're advancing the project, and uh, there's a number of options in front of us okay. uh, as to what we will do. Uh, time will tell uh, how we execute this. Okay, I'm hearing that you got a process that you've been working through. You still think there's a few more steps before you'll go to market. And um, at the point you feel that you need to go to market, you will. Maybe. Yes, maybe. I will spare you the agony just by saying that, look, time will tell. Got it. Um, we're, uh, you know, we're, this is very much a time for us when uh, we advance into another level of this project. And uh, we've engaged financial advisors uh, to assist us with that. There's quite a process going on right now. How much cash have you got today? How much cash have you got today? The last numbers we reported were $4.2 million okay. in our Q3 end. I get the feeling you're in control. We've been well supported uh, throughout the process. Every one of the equity issues that we have uh, put out there was oversubscribed. Um, we've got a very nice uh, slate of shareholders, yeah, um, and we have been doing exactly what we said we were going to do. Yeah, I get notwithstanding that, I get that. the gyrations in the market and everything else, I get that feeling. Okay, can I talk about the team? Yeah, you've got a heck of a board, and when I, by heck of a board, I mean lots of people. I'm assuming you're not paying them all. <laughs> Very little, in fact. Right. Okay. <laughs> good. That's really good news, but they are advisory and they're there in the background for when you need them. They're much more than advisory. They're very right. actively involved in what we do. But are you paying them? A very small amount of money. Okay. So our, 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 our base um, director's fee is 20000 Canadian dollars a year. Uh, okay. This is not a... Uh, so you've given them equity as well. Then, they've sure. invested their own money. Okay. <laughs> That's really good. That's yeah, really this good is a, high, a highly invested board. 
uh, and not only invested in terms of capital, but in terms of the know-how that they bring. It was a carefully assembled board with very diverse uh, skill sets, experience, deep uh, mm. experience, and uh, it functions extremely well. Beautiful. So there's, what is the total holding by the board or insiders? 21% or so directly, and then there's further holdings by family members. And As well, yeah, on top yeah, of that. Yeah. Okay, and then the rest of the, um, I look at the rest of the shoulders, is it mainly institutional? Yeah, we have over 40% institutional holdings that we're aware of. Right. And uh, the, the balance is, uh, is unknown, but in some cases we think some of that is also institutional. Right, and there's not a lot of shares out, is there? Well, there is. Um, when we went public in Australia, we were asked Right. nicely to yeah. uh, split our, our capital five to one, uh, so right. uh, five for one rather. Okay, so... 176 million shares. Okay, okay. Yeah, so you're on the ASX and uh, TSX. TSXV. Yeah. Right. Is that a good decision in hindsight? Look, the, the intent right from the beginning um, was to have exposure to two of the leading resource capital markets in the world. Right. And uh, right from day one, we had a lot of interest uh, out of Australia. Our register now is about 40% Australian, 40% Canadian, and then the balance uh, in between. Okay, in interesting. In between being what, Europe? Europe. Uh, Asia. Yeah, Asia, North America, yeah. So who are, the, who, are the, who are the key players? I mean, who are you working with on a daily basis on this thing? Who, who is the meaning, meaningful input? I guess well, we, we, we have a, a relatively small um, management team. There's five of us in Vancouver. Right. It's mainly um, compliance, finance, uh, and, and, and technical oversight over right. the project. And then in the Czech Republic, we have another team, 10 people, that's mainly engineering, environmental, uh, that are working very much on, on all aspects of the project. Right. Yeah. So what, the question I wanted to get to was, I get the engineering bit. That looks like it's nailed, okay? And yeah. the flow sheet and the recovery yeah. and you know, so forth. And you, you put the project together. With regards to buyers, customers, mm -hmm. uh, trialing this project, who's, you know, who's the lead into China for that, or wherever you are, into Europe for that? I mean, who's spending their time doing that? Look, so that's we, the important bit here. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, the customers and the relationship to the customers and ultimately uh, sales, offtakes and all that are, are critical to this project. Mm. And uh, there's a, a small team of us that have been focused on, on, on sometimes little else but that. Yeah. Uh, because we understand the, 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 the importance of uh, being able to sell our products, the mm. commitments that can come with that, mm. the degree of sponsorship that could come uh, from those relationships. Uh, those are important aspects in getting the project across the line so financially. Are you doing I'm leading the group. Okay. Uh, and, 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 but there's, there's a team. Uh, there's a nice team working on various facets of the project. Right. Okay. Yeah. What are the what are the what are the big hurdles that you see for this year? Obviously, over and above funding the demonstration plant. Yeah. Look, look I mean, we've obviously we, we funding is something we need to keep doing uh, as we advance this whole project. Mm -hmm. But uh, the the big one for us that's coming down the pipe is uh, filing our environmental impact assessment. Sure. Uh, and Related permit applications, mm -hmm. uh, 
um, that, that we expect to do within months now. Then we enter into a very public process uh, where we hope that the groundwork that we did yeah. with communities, regulators, NGOs uh, will pay off. Right. Um, you know, we, I mean, we need to get, come back to the core of this. Is This is a tailings recovery process. You're actually leaving it better condition than you found it. And there's a, a remediation component. So it's very EIA accurate, yeah. has got to be, surely for you, more than a mining company, slightly easier, right? Oh, you never want to take anything for granted. Sure. Uh, you know, but we, 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 are, we are people that pay attention to detail and we're never satisfied until we've nailed all those down. Right. So you never want to take uh, your eyes off the ball, as we say. Mm. Uh, we, uh, that particular process is, is critical. It's very binary. Mm. You either get a yes or no, or maybe you'll be sent back to the drawing board and have to come back and refile later if they're not satisfied, if the regulators are not satisfied, if the communities are not satisfied. And we certainly have put a huge amount of effort to engage and consult with these mm. communities to make sure that they understand the project. And in particular, uh, I guess, understand the, the, what this project could be in the long run, not just while it's operating. And you're very correct when you said that this is a, a remediation project. Mm. It's an opportunity to clean up a polluted site yep. uh, that right now, uh, you know, would never have been permitted uh, in, yeah. in current. Do you create jobs? Yeah, over 400 jobs on the site. Okay, so that's, that's Yeah, and those, those are valuable. They're good jobs. Yeah. They're long-term jobs, uh, well-paid jobs. And what is, what, is, what is interesting, too, is that um, these are jobs in an area where many of the people who live in the uh, adjoining communities mm. commute quite far to go to work. Mm. Um, so we could be improving quality of life for people. We've done a lot of uh, s surveys, polling in the area, trying to understand attitudes okay. and, and as part of socioeconomic studies that we're doing for the Again, permitting. Again, all, all good stuff, which is on brand, fantastic. Yeah. So EIA, what else is the, what are the, what are the other big hurdles for this? Oh, we, have to be, we need to build this demonstration plant. We do. It's, uh, we, we we do. it's designed, it's ready to go, it's actionable now. It's easy, uh, right? uh, It's easy, yes, everything is what easy. What else, what, what, are the, what are the unknowns, okay, the, 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 the known unknowns in the sense of EIA is one. Any other permits, licenses needed? Any other kind of pol local political issues? Any one objecting now that you know yeah. of? We, we, we haven't experienced objection. I mean, I'm knocking okay. on wood and, and hope that continues. Um, in fact, I think we, we've, we've witnessed um, really good support uh, on, on a number of occasions when we've applied yeah. for, for certain permits. We, we, we previously applied already for what's known as a preliminary mining permit. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that was granted very rapidly. We, we had anticipated that it would take eight months. Yeah. We got it done in three. Um, okay. So to us, that was a, a sign uh, that at least there's not okay. huge resistance or anything. Yeah. Um, last year, we applied for the rezoning. That's a change of land use status mm -hmm. uh, on the permit, on the tailings. And uh, we straddled two communities. So we had to file dual applications nice. with both communities, go through a public yeah. Uh, hearing process nice. and and votes yeah and the votes came in unanimously in favor it should be. Like, that, the nature I, of what you're doing that's fantastic yeah, yeah that that that's encouraging but we never want to take that for granted i want to finish off i want to again back to the investors what, what they're thinking they need an idea of the timeline. so there's you've outlined very articulately a clear plan of what you need to do what you have done and what you need to do i get that but there's a process that you've got to go through and a timeline to do that. So demonstration plant mm. gets built in one year. Yes. Right. 
then you've got to then produce product for your customers or potential customers, buyers, to test, and they can test it. And you said it's it, it, these things run on, but the, when the reality is, how quickly do you think they'll come back to you and say this meets our standards? During 2020, uh, we expect to file permit applications, and if all goes well within a relatively short period of time, we would have that first major decision made. Okay. We also expect that we will have our demonstration plan built, completely completed, mm -hmm. commissioned and producing products before the end of the year. Uh, also importantly, we expect to complete our feasibility study this year. During this period of time also, we expect to advance what are serious ongoing discussions with, uh, with several mm -hmm. uh, customers uh, intended at getting us into the very important qualification process mm -hmm. for our products. Uh, that is a long process uh, that never ends, but with confidence over time, we hope to convert those into offtake agreements, uh, which then make the project that much more easy to finance. And uh, that is our plan, and, 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 and we are sticking to it. <laughs> I would love to stay in touch and hear how these deliverables get delivered and if they get delivered, um, I do get the sense that whatever you say or don't say, you know, you are going to need to go and start talking to people about money to get this demonstration plant built because that feels like the key to unlock the value here for you going forward. You're taking a guess. It may yeah. all be resolved already. I'm, that's, I'm an investor. <laughs> it may be resolved already. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Um, look, Marco, look, I'm going to just um, finish off, if I may, just asking a sort of tough one. Is I'm looking at your share price. The last year has been, been tough for you. Why? It's been tough for our entire sector. Well, it, 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 it has, but do you think there's no particular reason? Do you think it's the phase of the cycle, the development cycle that you're in? Do you think it's a manganese component? Or do you think you've done something wrong? Look. The, our entire sector has rolled over over the last 18 months. Your, the, your, your EV the, sector the, the, or the manganese? EV, the raw material sector Got it. For, okay. for EVs, okay. call it battery material sector. Mm -hmm. We have also been in a period of relatively little news flow. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a nose to the grindstone, work hard, mm -hmm. focus on getting the work done yep. period. And there's little that we can, we can say during that time. Uh, there's also little we can say about customer discussions because those are only worth talking about when they're done. We did disclose uh, at some point uh, earlier this year that we had done an agreement. Uh, we called it a strategic and technical cooperation agreement with a, a very significant player in the battery uh, in the battery industry. Did you name a name? We never named the name. Is it European? I, we never stated, we've never declared, we've never disclosed, okay. and we won't right. uh, until we're ready to. Th that conversation is still going? Oh yeah, okay. it's more than a conversation. Okay. Um, and uh, there's others now, there, there's, there's a, the, the, the dialogue is, 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 is nice. And um, obviously in industry wants to know if and how we're going to be successful. Mm. Um, there's a confidence building exercise. You know, we are, after all, a junior company yep. uh, that's, ta that's tackling a, a, a big project. Yeah. But it's not the first time we do it. Um, we've managed to deliver gorgeous projects 
on schedule, on budget, mm. you know. And, and you've and, made and, people and, money. And we've made a lot of money for people okay. over time. Uh, there's a formula that, that, that applies, not necessarily to all projects, but uh, that we're, we're following, which is de-risk, 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 bring clarity, you know, make the project executable, uh, pay attention to detail, and, 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 and deliver. And talk to the market more, please. Yes, yes, we, we'll have a lot more to say. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.